0: Hi, this is Teresa. I'm calling from Santa Cruz, California.
1: Teresa. Teresa with an H?
0: Teresa with no H and two R's.
1: Oh, from from the land. That's right.
2: Teresa.
0: Teresa. Teresa.
2: <laughs> and, where, and where are you from?
0: Santa Cruz, California.
2: Santa Cruz, all the wacky stuff. <laughs> okay, cool. Teresa, what's what's going on?
0: Well, first I have to tell you that I listen to Car Talk because my ten-year-old son forces me to.
2: Oh, really? That's right. <laughs> That's <a> reverse situation, <laughs> reverse abuse.
0: <laughs> I could I could care less about cars, except I do. Except have for a
2: today, problem.
1: right?
0: Except for today, and I know you guys can solve it. I'm just praying. Go ahead. 2005 Honda CRV. When I first bought it, everything worked fine, and then this last winter. I started getting cold feet in the car. I turn on the heat. It blows out hot heat on top, but cold heat on the bottom. Not cold heat.
2: (laughs) Cold heat, uh, yeah. Unwarm heat. (laughs) Unwarm heat. Unwarm heat. When you say on the top, you mean coming out of the top vents. Out of the dashboard vents. Yeah.
0: The top vents seem to work fine, but the air blowing on my feet is not warm or hot anymore.
2: Well, that's an interesting thing to happen so soon.
0: It is, and I took it to the dealer.
2: Uh huh. Yeah.
0: And the guy who helped me said he has a CRV and he knows, he thinks it doesn't blow hot air on the feet because they don't want to burn your feet.
1: I don't think so. Oh, uh,
2: come <laughs> That's on. That's what I said. I yeah. said, well,
0: I, you know, last winter the car used to warm up my feet.
2: You know, I think someone should teach people who work in dealerships to come up with some answers that are more credible. Yeah, I mean, there are. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Because if they were going to do that, why did it put out heat the first year? Why did they wait for? Yeah. Why did they
3: have to wait a year to kick in? <laughs> that's what I'd
2: like. I to mean, know. you should have said that is the stupidest answer I've <laughs> ever heard. <laughs> What?
1: I'm
2: going to save that for next time. So <laughs>
1: next time. Well, anyway, I mean, so you have on the dashboard, I, I don't remember exactly what, this, what the CRV has, but it must have some kind of can a run knob. I downstairs
2: and look at the one I'm driving. A, a
1: knob you rotate to, to select where the, where the air is directed. That's right. Yeah. Well, ah. I don't know if this thing is operated by a cable or not, uh-huh. but, but if it is, the, either the cable has come out of its little holder and is not opening up that door down there. Uh-huh. Or if it's done some of these are done by with an electric motor.
0: Yeah.
1: So when you when you in fact turn that knob, yeah. an electric uh there's a small electric motor that moves the door. Uh-huh. And there's a little controller unit for it. I don't know how it's done on the C R V, but it ought to be pretty easy to figure it out. But it may require that they take the dashboard apart. And that's too bad. But this this
2: thing may be under warranty still, right? That's exactly the problem. And that's of course it's under warranty and <laughs> That's why he gave you this bogus response. I have a car with
0: 30,000 miles, and I've got cold feet. After driving great old (laughs) Volvos for years and years and years, I get my first new car, and it doesn't warm up my feet.
2: Well, Well, take it back. Tell them you know it's under warranty, and they're going to just have to do something about it. And you don't want to talk to the guy who gave you all the stupid answers last time. Unless
1: he's in some better lies this time. (laughs) I could try a different dealer. You could try a different dealer, one with either better liars or (laughs) worse liars. So you can take it to someone else if you're not happy with this guy. But but you should insist that you've driven in another CRV and and your feet get warm when when you put the heat on in that one. Oh, that's
0: a great idea. Yeah,
1: you can lie too. If he lied to you, you can lie to him. (laughs) And if they don't want to do it, take it to a different dealer. I
0: don't want to have cold feet anymore. No,
1: I don't blame you. That's all right. Summer's <laughs> coming. Don't no worry, Teresa.
0: You guys are fabulous. Thank you so much. Thanks for
1: your call.
4: Have a great day. <laughs>
1: Bye-bye. Bye. 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk.
4: Oh, this is Jim. I'm from Raleigh, but today I'm on the road in Greensboro. How you doing?
1: Oh, we're doing great, Jim. What's going on?
4: Okay, I've got a 94 Plymouth Voyager that uh, I've been trying to sell, but I've developed a Problem recently with the transmission. Mm. It starts like bucking when I, especially like if I, if I put it in reverse and unless I give it some gas, it'll just die. And I barely can drive it in you know, and forward. It, it jerks like, and it. It kind of like what I would call bucking is kind of like when you're learning to drive a manual transmission for the first time and you haven't figured out the synchronization between the clutch and. The, yeah, you yeah. Know
1: but can you drive it at high speed? Once you get it up to 50, does it go?
4: Well, it started doing this when I was just at home. Like, uh-huh. It just when I'm in the driveway, so I'm afraid to take out
1: on the road. Oh, I see. And you think it's the transmission, but I don't think it's don't the transmission. I don't think it's the transmission oh, either. okay. No, I think you have an engine misfire. Yeah.
2: doesn't sound like a transmission problem at all.
1: Oh,
4: okay.
1: Yeah, it sounds like something much worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds like something less w- less bad. Much less worse, yeah. Much less worse. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. M- more better, as they say. <laughs> no, I, I, you could have something as simple as a, as a cylinder that isn't firing. It could be a bad spark plug or a bad spark plug wire. Okay. You know, so, but do you have someone that you take this thing reg- to regularly?
4: Yeah, I'm going to actually t- take it to a mechanic, but I, I wanted to get some opinion, because huh. the thing is, I'm, I'm afraid to put much more money in this car because I'm trying to sell it.
1: Well, oh. yeah, that's I know. A- How much are you trying to get for it?
4: Well, around two grand, but I mean, if I can put a little bit of money into it, it's worth it. But if not, I want to junk
2: it. Yeah, no, I think he's gonna find it in, in ten minutes, and he'll have it fixed in an hour. Yeah, and he'll charge you two grand.
1: <laughs> 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 no, I mean, I- either it's gonna be something simple like a you know misfiring cylinder due to a bad plug or whatever. And I imagine if you've been planning to sell this for a while, that this hasn't seen the the repair shop for a long time. Is
2: that true, Jim?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It may be that you've got something horrible wrong with it, you know, like a cylinder that's not firing and never is going to fire again. Yeah, because you burned the valve out, for example. If that's the yeah, case, then forget it. Yeah. Then it's to the junkyard. <laughs> yeah, they'll okay. be happy to see it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's going to work out okay.
4: Okay, guys, I appreciate your show. You're great and you're very entertaining and informative.
2: Well,
1: good luck. Li- and what are you going to buy to replace this thing?
4: Well, actually, I already bought it. I'm 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 trying to get rid of this thing that I've already. It's uh-huh. I've got a uh, sorry out of it.
1: You have a Toyota, Sienna? Yep. Isn't it wonderful? It's
4: it's, terrible.
1: Yeah, well, your 94 Voyager was wonderful when you first got it. It's just that it ain't wonderful anymore, but you've probably gotten your money's worth out of it, hopefully. It
4: served us well.
1: Good. That's good. (laughs) Good luck, Jim. All right. Hey, you know what time it is? Uh, Time to chase the gophers out of the backseat of your MG? No. It's time to play
2: Stump the chump. This is where we bring someone back on the show to either gloat about how good our advice was...
1: ...or more likely to beg them to reduce the damages awarded for pain and suffering. (laughs) So, uh, who are we
2: talking to today? It's Johanna from Minnesota. Remember Johanna? Of course I do. No. (laughs) Well, Johanna called us in the fall with a bit of a timing problem.
3: I closed on a house on the 14th of August... Yeah. And the day before that, as I was heading out to get boxes, my '93 Ford Escort died.
1: Isn't that didn't you know that was going to happen? I could have predicted that, by the way. <laughs> so
3: now I've just moved into a house, and now I have to get a new car. I think finances
1: <laughs> may be tight at this point. Is that fair to say?
3: Yeah, you're psychic. Yes, sir.
1: <laughs> I think your best deal. People often get hung up on getting a car that not only runs well but looks good too. Uh-huh. Oh. And I think if you're willing to have a car that's been banged up a little bit, right. you can get a pretty nice car that mechanically is fine. Right. Just looks ugly.
2: See, okay. If and, I was doing this, I would go over to Nissenbaum's junkyard. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they always have cars for sale. And some of them are great. Right. No, none of them are great. <laughs> none,
1: if I, they were great, none of them would be in the junkyard. <laughs> what how much your budget here for a
3: car? Would uh you, it would be Three thousand or under. Oh, you want to go right to Nissen bombs? <laughs> so does that mean I have to get something like a Volare or an? Imp-
2: a Volare. A Volare. <laughs> <laughs> now that's low. When it's the year two thousand, anything, and you're driving a Volare. You know you've hit bottom. Oh, yeah. Or less than bottom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Rock bottom and then some. Well, what did we tell Johanna? Because three grand's, you know, not too much to play with here. No,
2: we gave her two options. One option was to put a new engine in the Escort.
1: Oh, yeah, I think I, that was my yeah. idea. I, I
2: like that. And the second option was to buy an old, ugly Japanese car.
1: I think that was my idea, too. <laughs> well, let's see what happened. Johanna, are you there? Hi. Hey, Johanna, how you doing?
3: I'm excellent.
1: Look, before we put you on the stand... Uh, please confirm that we have not spoken since your last appearance on Car Talk. Is that true?
3: That is true.
2: Yeah, and also that the answer you're about to give has not been influenced by our staff, the staff of NPR, or by that $50 off gift certificate to Nissen moms that we sent. No,
3: it was not influenced in any way.
2: So anyway, Johanna, what did you do?
3: Here's what I did. First of all, the escorts. they said oh, honey, you got other problems besides just the engine.
1: Yeah. Well, you knew that. With 165,000 miles on it, how could you not have other problems, right?
3: (laughs) So I bought an 89 Toyota Camry wagon that was sort of a multicolored thing, and I went and banged it up myself right after I got it.
2: Good. That's good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just to to make sure that no one else would want it, right?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I parked in between a Lexus and a pole, and I was so worried about the Lexus I banged into the pole. Better <laughs> a little dent in there. I you so. should bang the
1: pole than Lexus because <laughs> the pole won't sue you. Yeah.
3: I was only going about one mile an hour. The car's excellent. It, you know, it's old. It's got 147,000 miles and oh. several people have said, oh, it's half its life. you got a long way to go.
2: You do. And how has it been?
3: It's been pretty good. Um, it has some leaks with transmission and oil and people have said that's to be expected. Yeah. Then the other thing I hear, sometimes when I'm driving, I hear this sort of water. Start. It sounds like someone in an apartment way above me has flushed a toilet. <laughs> you hear this sort of water running through something. Well, <laughs>
2: The only thing I would suggest is that you, you find yourself a mechanic yeah. and let them just check it to make sure that it's safe.
3: Oh, I brought it in several times. They're excellent. They said, you know... It's fine. The way you drive, it'll last you until you can afford a new car.
1: Excellent. So, so, so do you do you think overall our advice to you was on the level and good, or, or do you think it was bogus?
3: Your advice, your advice was excellent, except my kids say you did recommend that I get a DVD player, a portable DVD player. I don't recall ever saying that. For the kids. Oh,
1: I did Oh, so we did say that.
3: Yes, because my kids wanted that. Y-
1: yeah, go to Best Buy and get them a $100 DVD player, and that'll shut up the little brats. And stuff.
3: I said, I put a little puppet on my hand. <laughs> you know, I'm driving, I'm like, here's your movie. Here you so that's what they
1: get. Now they can listen to Mom yell and scream. That'll be their movie.
3: That's how it is. Well, yeah, that's how we do it. So, but otherwise, it's just. Excellent, and it's been running fine, and I'm
1: happy. Well, we're happy, too, Johanna. Thank you. And thanks for playing Stump the Chumps. Bye-bye.
3: excellent. Bye.
1: (laughs) Bye Bye-bye.
2: If you hear someone you'd like us to bring back for Stump the Chumps, you can email us your suggestion from cartalk.com.
1: All right, look, it's time for us to take a break, I think. And when we come back, I'll have the answer to our most recent puzzle. Do you happen to remember that most recent puzzle? Are you
2: kidding? I don't even remember who you are. (laughs) Have we actually met? Unfortunately, (laughs)
1: yes. (laughs) Well, the the puzzler was from my series uh, series. Your series
2: series? Like the World
1: Series? No, like number series. And, And I'll have the clues and, of course, the answer when we come back in just a minute like any
5: other would-be country singing sensation i had no visible means of transportation one saturday morning i was searching the ads when i found one that i wanted and i wanted it bad he found
0: one that
5: he wanted and he wanted it bad i called up the salesman he said come on in i got the lincoln right here
2: And even though poets everywhere wonder what rhymes with imbecile whenever we say it, this is NPR. Hi, we're back. You're listening to
1: Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers, and we're here to talk about cars, car repair, and of course the answer to last week's puzzler. Yeah. And this was one of those, what's the next number in the series, puzzlers? So you may want to write this down. Yeah. If if this is your first time hearing it. Here's the series of numbers. Three, three, five, four, four, three, five, five, four. And the question is, what's the next number and why? You don't really need to tell why. If you got the next number, you'd know why. You'd know why, exactly. You want it again? Yeah. Nine numbers. And I think, I, when I said this, that I said nine numbers. That's a big hint. Oh. It's a big hint that there are nine numbers here. Yeah. Okay, here they are again. Three, three, five, four, four, three, five, five, four. What's the next number? Well, if you went ahead and you spelled out the numbers one, two, three, four, five, the number one has three letters. The number two has three letters. The number three has five letters. Oh. And the 10th term would be the number 10 which has three, three letters. letters, and, of course, the answer is three, is the next number. Wow.
2: So who's our winner? Wow, I have to say, that stunk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, that's the first time in a long time
2: that you really didn't like that, huh?
1: Well, if you thought that was bad, what did you hear
3: this week, buddy?
2: <laughs> All right, well, we do have a winner. It's John Wentz. From Minneapolis, Minnesota, and for having his answers selected at random from among all the correct answers that we got, John is going to get a $26 gift certificate to the Shameless Commerce Division at Cartalk.com, which he can exchange for, for instance, the new Cartalk Puzzler Deck. Ah. It's a deck of 75 oversized cards, and each card contains one of our puzzlers. One of our wonderful puzzlers. And, and yeah. the answers are on the other side of the cards? Oh, no. We sell the answers separately. Oh. It's the only way we can make any money on these things. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, we have a brand-new
1: puzzler coming up in the third half of the show. So don't sneak off yet. In the meantime, if you have a question about your car or anything, we're at 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255, a lawyer on CAR-TALK.
6: Hi, this is Christopher calling from Boulder, Colorado. Christopher,
1: do, Can we call you Chris, or, can, or is Christopher required?
6: Uh, as long as food is involved, call me anytime. All right.
1: <laughs> from Boulder. What's up, Christopher?
6: Hey, so I've got a 1980 Ford F
1: 150. A 1980? Yep. Yeah, okay.
6: F 150. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I actually got it for 500 bucks from this guy that really wanted beer money about like 12 years ago.
2: <laughs> wow, you ordered a lot of beer money. <laughs> yeah. How many miles on it?
6: There's 150,000 miles on it and 80,000 on a rebuilt engine.
2: Ah, okay. Okay. And the
6: engine actually came from a a car, and then it's got a 4x4 transmission in it, and so, like, mechanics are kind of scared to, like, touch it. Yeah. And so it's kind of confession time for me because the truck's basically been kind of sitting for the last couple years, and I've barely used it. Haven't changed oil in it for, like, two or three years.
2: It's all right. You guys so, are going
6: to like, you're not going to it. No, no, no. no that's
2: okay. okay. We're waiting. But we you should... haven't driven it okay, either. Okay,
6: so anyway, so my, these mechanics are telling me now that they're scared to change oil in it because somehow or another, you know, it's reached this delicate equilibrium where the, you know, the, the sludge is all like holding the entire car together. Oh,
2: this is baloney. <laughs> This is complete nonsense.
1: Well, it, well, we've we've seen plenty of instances. I mean, there's there's plenty of evidence to support this 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 uh, urban legend. But it's it's, no, kinda, it is, it's it is nonsense. It's nonsense. It's it's nonsense. It's nonsense. Yeah,
2: we think Absolutely. so. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay,
6: so I should tell these mechanics they're wusses. And, that, yeah. and yeah.
2: you guys,
1: that, you said that just dominate. tell them,
2: just change the oil and shut up.
1: <laughs> so it's been it's been two years. You think since you've changed it? Yeah, something like that. And not very many miles, right?
6: Not very many miles. No, maybe like 10,000 miles or something.
1: Oh, so just so why it. why change it now? <laughs> <laughs> why why rock the boat?
6: <laughs> well, that's what they're kind of telling me. I, but I personally I think they're just scared. But
1: Well, if you didn't if you didn't change it now, when would you change it? In a month? 6 months? A year? I mean, it, it, well, I keep thinking this thing is going to die, but you know, now I'm kind of having pity for it because it's,
6: it's managed to survive despite being neglected for two or three years. Yeah, and and it continues to run quite well, so I kind of feel like the guilt's starting to pile up to the point that I really should like do something to take care of it. No,
1: I wouldn't take. I would just wheel this baby into one of those quickie lube places and get the you know the twenty dollar oil change special, and whatever happens, happens.
6: Okay, and, and they probably won't. And they probably won't worry about my truck disintegrating into dust. So you guys are gonna call me back on Stump the Chumps when it when I tell you that my truck is disintegrated into, into dust pile? Of course. So you Will, you, you go ahead, us?
1: Christopher, and you change the oil, and then we'll contact you after after the mourning period is over. What's <laughs> okay. that? What, is, what do we usually give people to mourn the the loss of An their hour. An hour? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be calling you tomorrow morning.
6: All right. Thanks, Henry. Hey. All right.
1: So don't worry. Change the oil. You'll be fine. All right. Take or, care. Or
2: not. <laughs> See you, Christopher. Good luck, Christopher. <laughs> thanks for your call. Right, take care. Bye-bye. It's interesting how all the old wives' tales just live on and on and on. Well, I mean, think
1: about why that one survived. Because if you have a vehicle that has 150000 sure, it's going to conk out sooner or later. And so somebody changes the oil. It's, it's not going to conk out sooner. Or later. It's going to conk out sooner. Yeah. So someone has his oil changed, and then a week later, the thing conks out. Well, it would have conked out if he hadn't changed the oil. Of course. That's my belief. That's my belief as well. Right. It's like taking old geezers to the hospital. He said, well, don't take When you're old, don't go to the hospital because it might die. Well, <laughs> die! <duh! laughs> anyway, 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on CAR-TALK.
7: Hi, this is Christine calling from Moscow, Russia. Really? Seriously. And what are
2: you driving, Fib? Pray tell. <laughs>
7: <laughs> I drive a 2006 Toyota Corolla. Really? Uh-huh. Wait, wait, what are you doing in Moscow? Uh, my husband uh,
1: has a job here, so... Oh, that's okay. So so your husband has a job there. What, what, what's
2: he, a spy? <laughs> can't tell us, huh? <laughs> I can't
0: tell you. Can't <laughs> so, tell. you have to kill us. Worse. He's a lawyer.
2: He's a lawyer and he's got a job in Moscow? That's that's correct. That's I don't even more of my, We don't, I, we don't we, want to know. <laughs> we don't want to know
1: anymore because you may have to kill one of us.
7: All right, <laughs> all right. What's up? Well, last winter was especially cold in Moscow, and we didn't have our car
8: then. But a lot of our friends and neighbors were waking up in the middle of the night to start their engines yes. and run their engines for fifteen, thirty minutes. Uh-huh. Um, so that it would start in the morning and we didn't get our car until the worst of winter was over this year. But I'm wondering when it starts again in late September, (laughs)
0: um,
8: if we need to do something like that, if we need to be getting up at three in the morning to go run the engine. We don't drive the car every day.
2: Well, how cold does it get? Last last winter,
8: the low was minus 26 and it stayed there for maybe maybe a week and a half.
2: Well, I mean, you have to just experiment, and the first time it goes to 25 below zero, you've got to just leave it alone and go out the next morning and see if it starts. Better still, you send your husband out, because he's the one going to work. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And, And then you can worry about what to do, because you may not have to do much of anything. You may not have to. But the easiest thing to do is to buy yourself another battery and a set of jumper cables. Or one of those jump pack things. Have you
1: seen those? Uh-huh. It's a little handheld little jumper pack. It's like another battery, but it's a lot smaller. It doesn't Much give smaller. you the, the full capacity of another battery, but you might not need that. But this thing allows you to get a little extra boost. So you might want you may so want, if, want to try that. It's the battery getting cold. That's what keeps it from starting in the morning. Well, yeah, er- not, everything. I've what? heard the oil can coagulate or something like that. All well, kinds all, of things. All that. For battery efficiency it goes way down with the temperature goes down. That's one problem. Number two, the fuel doesn't vaporize well at minus 26 degrees, and at minus 40, it doesn't vaporize at all. So it won't even start if it's that cold. And number three, the oil congeals. You know, So the engine uh-huh. is just harder to turn over. Now, you can use synthetic oil. That
2: would be a help as well.
1: Yeah, you could use synthetic oil, or you can dilute it with vodka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: But I, mean, I, I would try one of these jump packs. Because it's a lot easier to deal with than another whole battery. I would, I would try the
1: jump pack and synthetic oil. You know, so on the other hand,
2: you might just wait till noon because it might go up from twenty minus twenty-six to zero or minus twenty. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I that think, might be
1: good enough. <laughs> you know, we have places in this country where it often gets that cold, like <laughs> International Falls, Minnesota. Yeah, you know, or, or the Upper Peninsula. I mean, there are lots of places where it gets that cold, and we're going to get thousands of emails saying what knuckleheads we are for not having recommended A, B, C, D, and E. So you can check our website, or we will report these things as soon as we know. Okay. But I I really think the synthetic oil and and the jump pack ought to do you, especially since you have a relatively new car. So do
4: you know how to say those
1: words in Russian, synthetic oil and jump pack? Yeah, I don't, ah, don't, ah. Know, how to, I don't know how to say them, sadly. No, but I'm think... sure one of our listeners will know. <laughs> So check our site. We'll, we'll 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 post your your query on the site, and we will get people to to help out. I'm sure.
2: Sure, and you can just get write a letter home to someone you know and ask them to send you a couple of gallons of uh, synthetic oil. Yeah, you know, all you need is four quarts, four quarts, okay. and a and a jump pack. Put it on your list.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, four four quarts of synthetic oil, a jump pack, a salami, and what else do you want? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Good luck, Christine. Right. bye right, bye-bye. I've thought of that. 26 below. Well, you know. I but hate think, the
1: cold. But think how much, how great it would feel when it warmed up to zero. <laughs> <laughs> right? Everything's relative. <laughs> Comrade, it's zero today. Right? I mean, that's pretty good. That's pretty good news. It would
2: be. I have to say it would be. 888-CAR-TALK.
1: That's 888 22 Hello, you're on Car Talk.
9: Hi, my name is Greg, and I'm calling from Walt Disney World in Florida. You are? Are You're really? you,
1: are you an attraction or a visitor?
9: I'm a... <laughs> Some people call me an attraction, but I'm a visitor.
1: Okay, what's up, Greg?
9: Well, I got a 96 Ford Explorer. Okay. And when it's warm out, say in the 80s, and I take it off for a drive, when I stop and turn it off and come back later, it could be up to a couple hours later, as long as it's in the 80s still, when I turn it on, I get a loud whining sound from the engine compartment kind of like a whee-
2: Well, you say when you turned it on, it means when you start it up? Correct. Okay. Okay,
1: so you get this light, but you never you never hear it even if the temperature is higher than that, if it's just running. You have to shut it off and restart it.
2: Correct. What if you shut it off and turn it right back on again? It'll
9: make the noise. It will. But if I go into a friend's house and come back two hours later, it'll
2: make the noise. Whoa. Yeah. I like it. So I
1: like it. So, but it won't make the noise... If, for example, you are gone for longer than two hours, like overnight?
9: If, as long as it's cooled down, it won't make the noise.
1: As long as the engine is cooled no, down. as long
9: as the temperature is Temp- cooled down.
1: The outdoor temperature. What if, the, what if right. the outdoor temperature hasn't cooled down, but the engine is cooled down?
9: Uh, we had it off for over three hours, and the temperature was still hot outside. The car was in the shade in a friend's driveway. I turned it on, and
1: But you don't hear this when you start it up in the morning? No. So when you haven't had any more. so this is a recent phenomenon and so you don't have years of data to No, to... this
9: just started the last few weeks, say about 4 weeks when it got hot down
1: here. Yeah, so it's it's got to do with the with the heat generated by the engine.
9: Seems so, yes. Which ah. doesn't
1: get dissipated enough or fast enough when you shut it off, you know, because it's it's just the ambient temperature is right. too it hot. Right, appears
9: to be that the engine temperature plus the ambient temperature makes this happen.
1: Okay, now with all this information that we have we don't have the answer. <laughs> the wheel. But we're going to spin the wheel. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know it's too well. All right. Let's see what it says. For those of you who, who don't know, we recently received from a fellow named Bob this beautifully crafted wheel of automotive misfortune, which has on it many of the answers that we have used successfully over the past three decades to misinform people about their cars. <laughs> it has things like a suspension noise, vacuum leak, low tire pressure, uh, it's electrical, not fuel. So we're going to spin the wheel for you, Greg, and, <laughs>
2: and see what happens Because we here. have no idea whatsoever. Okay, and just right. so you know,
9: the check engine light isn't on either.
1: Yeah, we didn't think so. We, we, we're sure we that if it were on, you would have unplugged it. We don't care. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Been... No, it took us two weeks to rig up the microphone so people could hear this. <laughs> yes, the click is getting better.
2: Oh! Oh, jeez! It says. Oh! It <laughs> says that you have a bad motor mount. Well, that's which just is as the likely. Stupidest <laughs> answer we could ever have come up. With. Even we wouldn't have come up with that. We might have. I was toying with it actually.
9: <laughs> I thought maybe loose exhaust. No.
2: Well, well, I mean, it, it certainly,
1: it certainly could be. Something like, I mean, well, okay, I... I Not a modem. so I spin again?
2: Yeah, I'm going to spin it one, spin it one spin it more time. I'm going to spin it one more time and see what happens. Time.
1: Because bad modem, I didn't like that. Oh, this is looking ways and worse and worse. Oh, I love this one. Do you have a different question for us? Because... <laughs> <laughs> I can come up with one. I mean, it could be something as simple as a bad water pump or a bad bearing in maybe the belt tensioner or in your alternator and all those things. You know, when when you shut off an engine and, and, and it hasn't had a chance to really cool down... It could actually get hotter because the, oh, the right. I know the yeah. heat-dissipating mechanism has stopped working.
9: Right. The fan's gone. The air movement's gone. Sure. Exactly.
1: So if there's a critical period of time, and that's why the ambient
2: temperature is so critical here. But this should be easy to find. Has anyone I look? opened
9: up the hood, and that noise was so loud it seemed like it was coming from everywhere. Well, here's what sure, you better to do. But, You're going to tell me to put the hose in my ear.
1: Well, you could do exactly. that. Exactly. But, but the hose in your ear. As a first <laughs> step, I would take the belt off. Oh, Okay, take that serpentine belt off and start the thing up when when you know it's already making the noise. For example, you get in and you start, you say, oh, my God, oh, the noise idea. is horrendous. Yep. Shut the engine off, jump out, pop the hood open.
9: Take Burn the, my hands,
1: take the belt off. Take the, your hands, right? <laughs> right, take the belt off and see if, in fact, the noise is gone. And if it is gone, then you can simply go around and spin all the things that are driven by the belt, and you may discover, for example, you have a bad compressor, or you may have a bad idler pulley or a bad tensioner or a bad alternator, or a bad water pump. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. Yeah, see, any, I,
2: wouldn't, I wouldn't do it that way. I'd do it the other way. I would get the hose and stick one end of it in my ear, don't take the belt off, and start listening at various places. And I think you'll hear it that way. I'd like
9: your idea better the first time anyways, because, boy, that belt's down there by the radiator, and it's going to be hot.
2: It's
1: going to be hot. Well, maybe if you if you think—Tommy I mean, has a good idea, actually. Once, I a, like once a show, he has a good idea. <laughs> if, you, if, you can, if you think you can identify what the component is, then you can go ahead and take the belt off.
9: Right, and then I can verify it again.
1: Right. Good luck, Greg. All right. And and remember to shut the engine off before you try to hit the belt oh, off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. See you later. Thanks. Thanks for your call. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> all right, look, we're at the point where we need to pause for a quick break.
2: By the way, that human chain that's circling the studio, <laughs> the angry mob singing We Shall Overcome, those aren't all our listeners, are they? Oh, no, 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 no. The mob includes our staff, too. <laughs> All right. when we come back, you'll have a new puzzler for us, won't you? Uh, I will. I will. Uh, what a, kind? A, well, a, a word puzzler. Sounds good. Enough. And <laughs> we'll take a bunch more of your car questions, too, in just a minute, so please stay tuned.
1: Now that you got me, little darling, you don't want me. That's okay, baby. I don't mind getting stuck. I can shift my ears and roll on out
5: of here. Like a 40-wheelies pickup truck. Yeah, I'm in four-wheel drive, gone for solid ground. There's
1: no way now you're ever gonna hold me down. And even though crash test dummies petition to have car radios removed from test vehicles whenever they hear us say yeah, it, sure. this <laughs> is NPR, National Public Ha, we're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers, and we're here to talk about cars, car repair, and of course, the new puzzler, which is right now. Go for it. I, I didn't really have to even obfuscate this or mess around with it too much, but I, I, I did anyway, just because I didn't want to get out of practice. Of course. You know? <laughs> and this was sent in recently by a fellow named Dan O'Leary. and uh, he Will he recognize it? Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. He says, I came up upon a common one-syllable word recently, a five-letter word, in fact, that has the following uh, unique property. You remove the first letter and the remaining letters form a homophone of the original word. That is a word that sounds exactly the same. Okay? Remove, remove the
2: first letter. Right. Yeah.
1: I'm going to give you an example of all this later sure, on, so you sure. didn't even get too too worked up about it. I can see that pen is moving <laughs> furiously. Replace the first letter, that is, put it back, and remove the second letter, and the result is yet another homophone of the original word. No and the kidding. question is, what's the word? Now, I'm going to give you an example that doesn't work, okay? Yeah. Let's look. Let's look at the five-letter word rack. W R A C K. You know, like to rack with pain, right? Yeah. If if I remove the first letter, I'm left with a four-letter word R A C K, as in, "Holy cow! Did you see the rack on that buck? It must have been a nine-pointer,
2: right?" <laughs> yeah. But and if I put it, it's a perfect homophone. Perfect homophone. It sounds just like the original word.
1: So now, now if you put the W back and remove the R instead. You're left with the word whack, which is a real word. It's just not a homophone of the other two words. So this
2: doesn't work.
1: But there is, however, at least one word that Dan and and we know of, which will yield two homophones if you remove either of the first two letters to make two new four-letter words. The question is, what's the word? Now, if you think you know the answer, Ah. write it on the derailleur of a a Fetzari Forte CR5 road bike, with monocoque carbon frame, fork, handlebars, and seat post, Shimano Dura-Ace derailleur, FSA K-Force Mega Exo two-piece carbon crankset, 20-speed <laughs> shifters, carbon titanium saddle, and, of course, a pair of extra-large bike shorts with extra padding. <laughs> send it to Puzzler Tower, Car Talk Plaza, Box 3500, Harvard Square, Cambridge. Our Fair City. Map 02238.
2: Or you can email us your answer from cartalk.com.
1: But car questions you can be answered right now if you call 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888 227
5: Hey, guys. This is Jonathan calling from Chicago.
1: Hey,
2: Jonathan. Jonathan, Chicago.
5: I've got a 2004 Honda Accord V6 with the grand sum of 14,800 miles on it.
1: Wow. Yeah. What have you been? Have <laughs> you been in prison for the last couple of years? <laughs> <laughs> Just got out. Thank Just you. got out. <laughs>
5: <laughs> the car's perfect in every way. But one. Really? When I'm driving over what I consider to be Mayor Daly's potholes, uh-huh. it rides like an unsprung soapbox derby entry. It just rides really harshly, so much so that we're considering getting rid of it for something much more expensive if we can't fix the problem. Hmm. Yeah.
2: Okay, like, it doesn't bounce a lot.
5: No, no. It just
2: a, feels like it's too stiff.
5: I believe it's doing what it's meant to do. Right. But it's very harsh in doing it.
1: Well, they changed the, the suspension on this car, and I wouldn't be surprised if '04 was the year they changed it, maybe even '03, where they made it much stiffer. They made the car much sportier, mm-hmm. and they got people th- who had had older Accords... That brought these new ones. You know, you, you, go, you go to the dealer and you say, I want to buy a new Accord. I had the other one that lasted 180,000 miles. Yep. You say, look, I want a new one. You drive it around the block. It feels great. You plunk your money down. Maybe you don't even take it for a test drive. You just go on the reputation of the other one you had. As we did. As you did. Yeah. And then you get this thing and you say, what the heck is this? Well, they designed it that way. They designed it to be sportier and give you a much better feel for the road. But you don't like the feel of the road you've discovered.
5: Well, not unless I'm on a twisty mountain highway.
1: Yeah. Right, and then you appreciate how differently the thing handles from the older one.
5: Unquestionably, and I've tried reducing the air pressure in the tires, but I'm not convinced yeah. that's safe.
2: It's the springs and the shocks.
1: Yeah, okay. exactly.
2: And 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 uh, I don't
1: think you might try is maybe putting Jello in the in the tires. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think there's any anything... particular flavor. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, I usually like the I like the
2: cherry. Okay. Unfortunately, it's expensive to change this. Uh, if if you you can't even I mean, really change it.
5: Well, it's actually very expensive because the car I'm looking at is like forty grand. <laughs> what are you looking at? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm actually looking at the brand new uh, Volvo S80,
1: oh. which
5: has an exceptional ride, I might add.
1: Yeah. And, well, make sure you drive it enough to make sure that you like the ride, <laughs> because it, if you're you don't... not going to like the payments,
5: <laughs> well, that's for sure. <laughs> that's for so sure. nothing I can do. But the, the what about higher profile tires?
1: You could change the, the wheels and tires and put new. This this has really. Uh, 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 low-profile tires on it, yeah. and you could change the tires and wheels, and, and that might do it. But I'd be surprised if it does it to your satisfaction. I, I'd be surprised, I guess. Yeah, yeah,
2: only because you're so sensitive to it now.
1: <laughs> I thought maybe a, a cushion under my tush or something. but yeah, uh it's
2: not going to help. No. <laughs>
1: well, after they got jillions of complaints, uh, they decided to change it back and make the suspension a little more supple. Yeah. So if you bought a newer cord, you, you'd probably like it. But yeah, make sure you yeah. take it for a long <laughs> test drive. Yeah, but, about about three months. Yeah, about three. Yeah, it takes that, that much time for your fillings to loosen up.
2: I mean, have you been back to the dealer and asked them if there's anything they can do that doesn't cost a fortune?
1: Well, they,
5: in fact, are the ones that suggested reducing the air pressure in the tires.
2: Sure, that might help. Yeah, but it didn't help enough.
1: It didn't help much And it's at all. dangerous.
2: I mean, if you, if you reduce it enough so then that... Then you got the wrong... Yeah, you you shouldn't mess with the pressure in the tires. Right. I don't like that. And they reason. didn't suggest changing the tires and the wheels?
5: Uh, I asked them about it, but they didn't have any real good answer for me. They just said, well, you can call a tire store and see what they say.
1: Yeah, they, mm. they didn't want to sell you something else that you were going to be unhappy with.
7: Yeah. You uh, were problem.
1: already unhappy with the car, <laughs> right? They didn't, it, want to, they didn't want to make you even another $1,000 or more unhappier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Good, good money luck in, after bad. Enjoy the S80. I think you'll like it.
5: Well, I'm excited to try
1: it. All right, Jonathan. Have thanks a great for, day, guys. Thanks for your call. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. It's got too much money. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> way too much, right? <laughs> if he was broke,
2: he'd love this car. Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: 8, 888-CAR-TALK, that's 888 255 Hello, you're on car
7: Hi, this is Stephanie from Stafford, Virginia.
1: Stephanie with a PH? Yes. And how about Stafford? Does that have a PH? FF. Okay. Right. <laughs> What's going on, Stephanie? Stafford um, where? Where's Stafford?
7: It would be the most southern um, area of what would be considered Northern Virginia close to the city.
1: Ah, okay. The south, most southern area of Northern Virginia. I got it. We know exactly yeah. where you are. Okay. <laughs> we'll be over for coffee.
7: <laughs> <laughs> so, what's, what's cooking? Um, I drive a Mercury Villager, a van. It's uh-huh. a 1994. It has 100,000 and a little. Miles, but I want to drive it into the ground, and I'm having trouble with the gas pedal. You're having when I, trouble driving
1: it into the ground. <laughs> well, <laughs> um,
7: when I press the gas pedal, it's not responsive to me initially, and I, have, and I end up depressing it maybe two, maybe three times, and then it jerks into
1: action. Oh, it, in other words, it sticks.
7: It's sticking, right? Ah. Worse in cold weather, worse in um, if we've had three days of solid rain, and it's cool. Yeah. Um, Putting my sixteen-year-old in it now, so I'm more aware, and I'm looking for that smoothness. (laughs) So when you do
1: finally take off with it, it like jerks.
7: Yes, it's because I've had to now depress it farther than.
1: Yeah, have you taken it someplace?
7: Oh, I actually did, and we actually do trust this fella. It's a little family-owned business, but he said he couldn't really find anything. I think he, I'm not really sure, but I think he looked internally. And and I'm not even sure if it could be. Is it just the pedal mechanism? I don't know. No, I
1: don't think it's the pedal, but but he probably didn't have it when it was doing it.
7: Correct. Right. Ah.
1: So you've got to leave it with him overnight and let okay. him experience it, because when he does, he'll figure out that it's a sticky throttle plate. Okay. And it's either stuck because there's it carbon or some other buildup of crud in there that needs to be cleaned,
2: or yeah. the thing's all worn out. And this happens all the time. Okay, and it's a very simple thing to fix.
7: Awesome, and it's cheap. Well, <laughs> and cheap. Yeah. If it if
2: it if it's a matter of
1: cleaning it,
2: yeah, yeah, it's cheap, which yeah. is frequently the, the the way it gets fixed.
1: Okay, right. If if you need a new throttle body, then it's a little more. Then you've it's already a little more money. Then and we can but... say you've already driven it into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you oh, might darn. be able, No, no, it's 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 a few hundred bucks, but it's it's something that's obviously worth fixing. You can't let a teenager drive this thing. Certainly not. Actually, you know what? The teenager wouldn't even notice it. <laughs>
7: <laughs> he actually was the one that said, "Hey, what's going on with this?"
1: Ah, good mm-hmm. for him. Yeah, t- tell your mechanic that you- that you're pretty sure that the throttle body is dirty or worn out, and that he should try to clean it, and hopefully that'll fix it.
0: Oh, great. But I
1: think I think to be on the safe side, you should leave it overnight so that, and leave it two nights, so when he fixes it, he can try it out. He the can next try day. it the next morning before you pay him. Right. All right. right. See you, Stephanie.
7: Uh, thank you. Thanks for your call. Bye-bye.
1: 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Oh. Hello. Oh. Who's this? Stephen Donner speaking from Divide, Colorado. Hi, Stephen. What's going on? We're we're, we're in Colorado?
8: Divide, Colorado. It's uh, west of Colorado Springs up in the mountains.
1: Oh, it's like Continental Divide, Colorado? That
8: would be teetering on the edge, yes.
1: Okay. We're with you. What's happening, man?
8: Well, I have a uh, big controversy with my wife.
2: Don't about, we all? <laughs> uh, <what?
8: laughs> Here we go. Anyway, uh, I'll give you all the information on her car first. Yeah. Yeah. She drives a 2003 Audi A6 Turbo with some kind of uh, Quattro uh, traction control thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's all-wheel drive. Yeah.
8: Anyhow, uh, we have a, a driveway that has a, a hundred feet of driveway that has a thirty percent grade.
1: Holy cow!
8: Yeah. And in the winter time, sometimes it ices up a little. And, and most of the time, it's not a problem. But when I go down the hill, I say, with my with my newer truck, I say, you got to put it neutral.
2: So this is a 30% grade going downhill as you're coming out of the driveway.
8: Yes. Wow. Okay. And with a sharp turn at the bottom with a power pole sitting there. Minor <laughs> a power
1: pole. You, you haven't taken that out yet?
8: <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, on my truck and, and the older trucks that I have driven... Uh, your uh, the torque of your transmission will override your anti lock brakes, and will actually push you down the hill.
1: Oh, I, I I'm seeing I, I I see what you're saying. In other words, if you if you come down the hill in neutral, your anti lock brakes will will work better than if you're in gear.
8: Correct. But the technical what? thing is the Audi, and she has this tripto. You throw a, you put the your transmission into on this Audi. And it's supposed to be better. The the technician says, leave it in gear on her Audi.
1: As and opposed to putting it in... Well, what speed are you trying to descend the driveway?
8: Extremely slow. Like, you know, one mile an hour or less.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're better off in neutral. He's wrong. Uh, oh, with your foot on the brake. We, we, no, I... I, I, <laughs> I just... No, yeah, with your foot on the brake, because I, I think you're right. I think the... No matter what gear you put the thing in, the engine... If, if it's if the transmission is in gear you you're going to be fighting the abs right it would it would force the vehicle to stop in a longer distance if you're right. in gear than if you're in neutral at at that very low i speed. agree with that yeah you're 100 percent right
8: coolness coolness could you, could you tell her that right now she's sitting right here
1: yeah what's her what's her name
8: her name's laura
1: laura
4: here here she is thank you are you sure you want to get in the middle of
2: this? No, no not after talking to you just <laughs> now, no. <laughs> your husband is completely wrong. <laughs> my husband is completely wrong. All right. <laughs> I love to hear that. And you are absolutely right. <laughs>
0: exactly, because when I go down to my Audi dealer, and we took this down to him, and the technician came out, and I gave him, I said, My husband drives this, pick, this Chevy, and I drive this Audi, and he's trying to tell me to put it in neutral. And he said, Don't you do that.
1: No, actually, your husband, your is, husband right. is right. Your husband is right.
0: Yes, was right. Yeah, he is Are right. Are you sure you guys know what you're talking about? <laughs> well, no, we we're not we're sure. No, that. we're not sure, but,
1: but I, I'm 99% sure. 99% sure? Yeah, at that kind of low speed. Don't forget, when you put the thing in gear, the engine is trying to move the car. The right, engine and transmission is trying to move the car forward. Well, you don't want anything to be moving the car forward, so at that very low speed, if you want to take the thing and put it in neutral so you get the maximum uh, f- effectiveness out of the anti-lock brakes, I think you want to be in neutral. Oh, you guys so you yeah. get, you, you know, I love your show you I know well engine. you used to love us how long
2: <laughs> I love you, guys <laughs> uh, until you get down the hill, you don't want the engine to have anything to do with it. Uh-huh, so you've got to put it in neutral and step on the brake. So even though that he the has guy an at old the dealership Chevy. gave you the wrong information. well he gave you
1: the wrong information because maybe he didn't understand that you're going less than five miles an hour. You know, oh. so we don't want people to, uh, to think that you can, you know, if you if you're careening down a hill at 40, you should put it in neutral because the ABS will work better. In the, in those conditions, you want to use the transmission to slow the car down. But the transmission's probably not going to slow you down here. It's going to actually make you go faster. You're trying to crawl down this hill, and whatever you do with the transmission is is probably going to make you go faster than one or two or three miles an hour. Okay. You know, so he's he's wrong about this particular unique situation, but otherwise he's right. Under normal conditions, if you're coming down a mountain pass, you do want to use the transmission to slow you down, but not in your case.
0: I'm putting Steve back on, boy. I can't believe once in his lifetime he's been wrong. Yeah, so we're gonna t- we,
1: Laura, we're gonna tell Steve that he that we changed our that you changed our minds and that, that he's wrong.
0: Thank you very much. All right, All right. see you, you later.
8: <laughs> That's the. This is the second time I've been right. The first time is when I accepted her proposal. No, no. For sorry to
1: burst your bubble, Steve, but after talking to your wife, we're convinced that she's right. <laughs>
5: You guys will sleep anywhere,
1: won't you? <laughs> uh, well, we, we're the, you're the one that has to live with us. So I don't know. She didn't seem any too happy about finding out that, she, that that we were on your side.
8: Well, it it only happens the ice conditions are only once a year. Yeah. But you know, it only takes once to shear off a power pole and <laughs> shut down the whole county.
2: Uh, Good luck, Steve.
1: I appreciate it. See Thank you very much. See you, <laughs> a pleasure talking to both of you. Bye, bye. Yeah. Thanks. Well. It's happened again. You've wasted another perfectly good hour listening to car talk. Mm, me uh, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Our esteemed producer is Doug the Subway Fugitive, not a slave to fashion, Bongo Boy Berman. Our associate producers are Louis Cronin, the Barbarian, and David Gibraltar Green. Our senior web lackey is Doug the Old Gray Mayor. Our engineer is John cartman Parati, And our technical, spiritual, and menu advisor, just back from the Amsterdam deviled ham, candied yam, sautéed spam, (laughs) blackberry jam, leg of lamb, wham, bam, more please, ma'am, is John Bugsy Lawler. (laughs) How Our, is Bugsy? <laughs> he's fine now. Our public opinion pollster is Paul Murky of Murky Research, assisted by statistician Margin of Error. Our customer care representative is Haywood Jabuzov. Our personal makeup artist is Bud Tugley. Our staff orthopedist is Denise Hoyt. <laughs> Our wardrobe advisor is Luke Howard Fitzhugh. Our Ralph Crampton impersonator from the Dubai office is Mohammed Ahmad Ahmeda. Our sleep <laughs> clinic operator is Betty Bai. Our physics graduate student is Laura Vernersha. Our French dog walker is Poupon de Grasse. Our layoff counselor is Oscar LaVista. Our Russian sofa is Picoff and Dropoff. Guest accommodations are provided by the Horseshoe Road Inn. And the head of our working mother's support group is Erasmus B. Dragon. Our chief counsel from the law firm of Dewey and Howe is U. Louis Dewey, known to the bums rehearsing their commencement speeches in Harvard Square as U. Louie Dewey. Thanks so much for listening. We're Click and Clack. The Tappert Brothers remember this. Don't drive like my brother.
2: And remember this. Yes. Don't drive like my brother. (laughs) We'll be back next week. (laughs) Bye-bye.
1: CDs of the show, which is number 717, along with Car Talk Clothing, Audio Collections, and Other Car Talk gifts are available at 888-CAR-JUNK or by going to the Shameless Commerce Division of our website, cartalk.com. Also this week, it's open enrollment time for our Puzzler Newsletter and our Time Kill
2: Weekly. Open enrollment? You mean like a health plan? Can't you just sign up for the newsletters anytime? Well, well, yeah, I was just trying to make it sound like a little more exciting, you know. Come on. You can sign up for our weekly email newsletters, the Puzzler Newsletter, or Time Kill Weekly anytime I can't talk to Open enrollment closes soon, folks! It <laughs> does not.
3: <laughs>
1: Our talk is a production of Dewey Cheatham and Howe and
2: WBUR in Boston. And even though workers of the world unite to get (laughs) us canceled, whenever they hear us say it, this is NPR National Public Radio.